Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Greetings and salutations, everyone. It's Rich Wilson. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Live. Uh, today is the 26th of December, about 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Hope everyone is doing well. For those of you who celebrated Christmas, I hope you enjoyed a wonderful day with friends and family. I know we had a great time uh, with our two children and our one grandson and just had a blast. It was, uh, we spent the the day at my son's house, and it was a long day, lots of presents. It's amazing when you give a two-year-old presents. There are these big, gigantic things like trucks and things like that that take up a lot of paper space but really aren't very uh, expensive, if you will. So the kid just, just gets tons of toys from aunts, uncles, grandparents, you know, you name it. And uh, it's all about the all about the kid, which I think is is a lot of fun. So and you just forget uh, about yourself getting gifts. It's just fun to watch little kids open up presents. Nothing better than that. And speaking of opening presents, let's open up the San Diego Padres top prospects. And this is a good one. Um, I think we forget even last year, when I, I think I forgot last year when I did the San Diego Padres, I, I thought it was a down system, and I was wrong. I mean, it, it was a system that still has a ton of talent. Maybe the talent is young. Maybe the talent is under the radar, but it is very interesting. Uh, some high-end guys here, and, you know, say what you want about uh, A.J. Preller, he might not be the best at making assessments of veterans, signing these guys in their prime, and maybe overpaying. Hello, Xander Bogarts. Um, but, man, he is really good at acquiring young talent either through the draft or particularly through the international signing period. Just excellent. He's just really good at it. I mean, in the... And the history kind of shows how good he is. And Ethan Salas, who, who's at the top of the list, is kind of a perfect example of that. This is a guy who is, uh, was 16 years old and made his, major, his, made his uh, professional debut. And for some unknown reasons, already in AA as a very young 17-year-old. Though Sebastian Walcott is a couple of months uh, younger than him. He's, all, he's made it to high A. 
And so we're going to talk about Ethan Salas in a moment. But, I mean, they trade. the problem is they traded away so many of the great young prospects. I mean, C.J. Abrams it looks like he's going to be a player. Always thought he would be. It was always a top five. He was a top five prospect for me in the day and just needed to get bigger and stronger. And I constantly write about that with these prospects. You cannot give up on them. Uh, just because they're scrawny 19, 18 years old. I mean, sometimes it takes a while for guys to come into their, into their, you know, their their big boy power, and uh, it just takes time. And you know, people like Juan Soto are freaks, you know, who are fully developed at age 18, 19 years old, and he comes up and does what he does, and then you expect everybody to do that. It, it just doesn't work that way. Life isn't like that. People develop. At a physically at a different rate, it just takes time for these guys to each physically develop on their own time frame. Um, and of course, uh, Mackenzie Gore, after a lot of ups and downs with his young career, looks like it's back up to up, and all the data really supports just a great young pitcher. And you got um, James Wood, who looks like he's scary. Uh, talented. Whether he ever hits enough, we don't know. But, I mean, there's no denying the power-speed kind of combination and the tools that he has. I mean, Robert Hassel is Robert Hassel. I think he still turns into a big leaguer, maybe not as good as I thought he was. But those are just guys that they had and they they got rid of to try to go for it to win a title. It didn't work. Um, but then you think their system doesn't have talent, and all of a sudden you look, and their top ten is really good. Just really good players. I've got 20 names in here that um, if you're a member of our Patreon uh, site, you get a chance to see all of those, hear all of those names. You've already seen them all. All 616 prospects have actually been out now for probably at least a month, maybe six weeks, two months. Um, I, uh, tomorrow I put out my first year player uh, list. It'll be 60 players, so the first four rounds of how I would go about drafting it. I don't have Imanaga and a couple of other probably the Japanese players yet, nor do I have the J15 guys, these are the January 15 guys that are signed. I just put out that list of the top, I think I put 13 guys that seem to be interesting to me. I will incorporate them into my first year player drafts probably in a week or two um, so that you've got not only the first year player draft, of the guys that were drafted last uh, July, but also incorporating the guys that we are anticipating getting signed in January 5th, on January 15th. Uh, and then my top 400 prospects, which will have all of those, are going to come out in another week or two. Um, that list is done. Just I keep looking at it, redoing it, coming back to it, and I think I've just about had enough because <laughs> at some point you just have to say it's done. So all that stuff is coming out here in the next week to 10 days. So if you're into that kind of stuff, join us at the Patreon site, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Prospect 361. You also get all the podcasts. You get them ad free. Uh, so there's there's that. And I did a lot of under the radar pros, uh, under the radar players that I'm actually drafting in one-year leagues this year. So kind of target sleepers, if you will. Uh, gotten a lot of positive feedback on that. And I will actually be... Uh, putting that to work here in the next week because I'll be doing my first 
draft, my NFBC draft that I do every year on starting on January 1st. I'm as prepared as I've ever been uh, going into that draft, so have no one to blame but myself if it does not go well. Anyway, let's get into the San Diego Padres. Ethan Salas is the number one prospect in the game, and uh, you know, even if you're a casual observer of prospects, you probably have heard of Ethan Salas. The he was the number one international signee by dollar amount over five million dollars on January fifteenth. He started to get a lot of buzz shortly after. Was already getting buzz up to that point. Then he got a lot of buzz during spring training because he was on the backfields playing. People had forgotten or didn't realize that he had spent a lot of time in the U.S. So his English was already very good. Uh, in fact, he. I don't know if he grew up in the U.S., but he spent a lot of time in the U.S. Um, defensively, he was much better than anybody thought he was. Offensively, he had the bat speed, just a real feel to hit. And all of this stuff kind of started to come forward when people started seeing him on the backfield. And I guess the Padres wanted to show off what they had, so very quickly they brought him over to the U.S., he hit the ground running, flew through the complex league and low A. Then they said, hey, let's try you out at high A. Didn't hit at all. Didn't matter. They moved him up to double A. Didn't hit what is a 179 batting average in double A. Again, all small sample sizes. But, you know, they're moving him quickly. He's only 17 years old. He doesn't turn 18, I think, until next summer. So there is a crazy chance that we could see him in 2025 as an 18-year-old at the catching position, the hardest defensive position on the field. And, you know, there's a lot to like. There's the bat speed. It is a field to hit. It's defensive chops that should allow him to play um, behind the plate full-time, long-term. He's got enough speed that there'll be some stolen bases early in his career because of the young athleticism. But, you know, part of it, if you read, I I wrote probably three or 400 words on it, and you do have to worry and wonder whether the Padres are really pushing him too hard, much like the Phillies have done with their prospects. And without the proper training at each level is he going to get to a point and just fall over maybe he fell over in high a and double a and if they don't recognize that and keep pushing him hard you do worry that that will uh hurt his development long term now he did get injured a little bit at the end and maybe he was hurt maybe that accounted for him you know struggling a little bit at the end but there's no denying that this guy is an incredible talent he's a top 50 prospect I think if I even got him in the top 25 now as a 17-year-old, I mean, it is just crazy stuff. But by all, by no means is he a completed product, particularly at catching. This is, this is breaking all norms that usually catchers take the longest to develop because, again, defense is the toughest position to learn. And you just take your time with these guys. And the Padres just said, the hell with it. This guy's really good. Let's keep pushing him. And let's see if it works. I I don't know. I mean, you can make the argument that his absolute highest value is right now. That he is, in many eyes, a top 10, top 15 prospect. 
which would translate probably into a top five catcher. That's Adley Brutchman type stuff. Is he going to be that? That's 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 asking a lot of the kid. So if he can lead a um, if he can lead a, uh, a, a a target for you know getting a piece that helps put you over the end, maybe he's the lead prospect in getting a Corbin Burns say, uh, or you know some elite pitcher like that, or maybe an aging Mike Trout. You know it's it's Ethan Salas. Uh, plus another small piece gets you Mike Trout. I mean, that might not be a horrible idea to sell a little bit high on Ethan Salas. That's not to say I'm low on the guy or I'm worried about it, but you know, I've been playing this game long enough to know that sometimes you see momentum and sentiment kind of start carrying away everything and people get bid up too high, and it does feel like we're seeing that a little bit with Ethan Salas. Okay, so with that and my thoughts on Ethan Salas, take a quick break, get back, and start really plowing through the next tranche of these uh, prospects. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So we get Ethan Salas, number one, and I think it's rightly so in terms of what he's done at the young age. Uh, it's just, you know, you shouldn't be able to do that kind of stuff, and he has been doing it. But again, I still maintain that if you wanted to move high on him, I don't think anybody would fault you too much for that because it just it feels like he has nowhere to go but down. I mean, I quite frankly, I mean, yeah, does he turn into um, um, Pudge Rodriguez? Yeah, he could. Yeah, very well could. It just seems like uh, that's going to be really hard to do, even though everything is pointing up for him. Again, I've seen the videos of him. I've never seen him play live. Uh, the videos, he looks great. He's very athletic, uh, good swing mechanics, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it just, just, just my thoughts on Ethan Salas. Anyway, let's move down to Jackson Merrill. Um, I think that it wasn't all that high on when – 
He was drafted, I thought, it was a high floor player with the fantasy friendly tools really weren't there, so I was a little down on him. Look, he's been able to show a little bit better exit velocities than I thought he would, so I think there's potentially you know, 15, maybe a little bit more power in him. I think early in his career he'll have some 15 stolen bases, maybe a little bit more. Um, and I think he's going to hit. He's really shown that. And I've seen seen him play a couple of times. I think he's a really good baseball player. And uh, so I've actually moved him up on my rankings uh, to kind of reflect that uh, that element. Let me see where I, where I have him. Jackson Merrill, uh, Jackson Job, Jackson Merrill. I have him number 27th ranked prospect. Just so you know, Ethan Salas is number 24. So he's top 25 prospects. So they're right. They're very, very close. So you can actually make the argument that Merrill maybe goes in front of Ethan Salas. I know that's like blasphemy for people that believe in age-related prospects because age is such an important aspect of the development process. But I think that just shows you what I think of Jackson Merrill. Again, high floor guy. Uh, The ceiling, I don't think you're going to see a 25-25 guy uh, but I think you're going to see a kid that hits. It's going to score a lot of runs with long-term, probably 10 to 12 stolen bases, 15 to 20 kind of home runs. So very good player, uh, but not Ronald Acuna by any stretch of the imagination. Now, where does he play? Look, I, I do hint at the end. He did play a little of the outfield. So there's a possibility that you see him in 2024 playing more of the outfield. And that's that's where he comes up. That's actually where the opportunities are. Um, for the Padres, obviously at shortstop, he can definitely play shortstop, but are they, uh, are the Padres going to move Xander Bogarts? First of all, I don't think you can move him in a trade unless you eat a lot of his salary, which I don't think they're prepared to do. Uh, and Xander Bogarts is a pretty good defensive shortstop as well. So I think to a certain extent, you have him at short. You got second. You got Hassan Kim. Maybe they can move Hassan Kim and free up a spot. But he had a great season last year. I don't know why you would do that. Third base is obviously Manny, uh, Manny Machado. Is it Manny Machado at third base? Um, why am I looking at? I just brought it. Oh, Manny Machado. Yeah. Sometimes the roster resource. I know Tim uses this as the Bible. I mean, why is Manny Machado at DH? Is he hurt? I, I can't remember. But anyway, Manny Machado is going to be at third base. So the outfield is where the opportunities are. We obviously got Fernando Tatis in center field. You've got, now that uh, Grissom's moved on, you've got left and center available. And I think that gets the opportunity of Jackson Merrill could come in and play, definitely play left field. So do not be, uh, don't be sleeping on him and draft and hold leagues. I'll just uh, kind of leave it at that as a bit of a, a sneaky guy that you can grab. So that's Jackson Merrill. Sam Savala, boy, I really punted on Sam Savala. Did it, not punted, I, I whiffed is the better way because I had him in a bunch of dynasty leagues, not 2023, but in 2022. And I just wasn't patient enough. And um, and then he blew up this year in 2023. I guess it is still this year. But in 2023, I think there is speed and power there in a field of hit. Look, he slashed 267, 424, 51, 14 home runs and 20 stolen bases. I mean, that's kind of what you want. Now, when he did get his promotion, he only hit 078, but it was 14 games. So let's not get too worried about that. 
But uh, I got him as a potential top 40 outfielder with some upside. I think he's a very, very good player that is just not talked about enough. Come number four and five are the two best pitching prospects on the Padres. I've got Dylan Lesko in front of Robbie Snelling. Uh, I actually have Robbie Snelling on a couple of uh, teams. I love Robbie Snelling. He's one of my sleepers coming into this season for draft and hold leagues. He's a left-handed pitcher. I mean, he doesn't have crazy good stuff, but, man, it's a nasty curveball, so there's going to be tons. going to get tons of strikeouts. He's always been able to find the plate and pound the strike zone. He did pitch and limited innings. It was only uh, 17 and a third, but he only walked 10, pitched to a 156 ERA. So most of his time in high A was spectacular in 2000, uh, in 2023, a little bit of time in 2000 in double A, pitched well. And they're, let's, let's go back to roster resource and see what that starting pitching uh, rotation looks like. You got uh, Musgrove and you Darvish and Michael King. I do like Randy Vasquez coming at number four, and then Pedro Aviala. Uh, you know, there's opportunities there, right? Um, Randy Vasquez is okay. I mean, he is he is a classic number four, number five pitcher. But I think Robbie Snelling could be more than that. And uh, he is, again, a guy that you could see in the second half. And to expect you, Darvish, and Joe Musgrove to stay healthy the complete season you know, it's that's that's a tall order as well. So I do like Robbie Snelling. I do have L- Dylan Lesko in front of him, just because I think the stuff is louder. I mean, it's just I mean his fastball is up to 97. It's got a really high spin rate. Um, his changeup is his best secondary pitch, so he's a primarily a changeup fastball guy. Uh, but the slider's starting to come around a little bit. He is returning from Tommy John surgery, and the control wasn't great, but the stuff looked like it was back to pre-injury, pre-surgery form. So this is a guy I think has a chance to blow up this season in a good way. So Robbie Snelling might be the safer pick here, but I think Dylan Lesko has got the guy that could still be a number two starter. Robbie Snelling's more of a number three kind of starter, and that's how I kind of have ranked them and why I have Lesko in front of Robbie Snelling. But if you say, hey, I'm going for the higher floor guy, by all means, go for Robbie Snelling in front of Dylan Lesko. I just think Lesko's got the higher upside and therefore is in front of Robbie Snelling. Coming number six is a guy that you don't want to sleep on either. That's Hario Hario Iriata. I R I. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. A-R-T-E. Electric stuff. Uh, doesn't always repeat his delivery, so there's some concerns about how much, uh, how, how many guys that he walks. It was 4.1 per nine, but he struck out 11 and a half batters per nine in high A. So he's kind of in that same uh, rotation as 
Uh, Robbie Snelling, I think Robbie Snelling's a little bit more big league ready than Ariata, but again, Ariata's got the higher higher ceiling and a guy that I have on a couple of dynasty leagues, and I'm pretty excited about. So it is definitely exciting profile. Does if he doesn't find if he still shows the kind of 40 grade control that he has now. Does he have to move to a bullpen? Yeah, he could, but it could also be a high leverage reliever as well because the stuff is that loud. So Iriata is a guy that doesn't get a whole lot of press, but is a guy that I'm actually pretty high on. Coming number seven is Graham Pauly. People are sleeping on Graham Pauly. It's just how deep the system is. Um, Pauly went uh, 23 and 22. So 23 home runs, 22 stolen bases last season. Um, and, you know, he's showing speed and power. I didn't realize he was going to have that much power, and I don't think he will ultimately. I think once he gets, well, A, once he gets A in the Pacific Coast League, he can show a lot of power. Um, but I think he's got a field to hit, definitely a chance for 15-plus stolen bases and maybe 10 to 12 home runs. That's a sneaky value there and a guy that I kind of like a lot as a top 15 second baseman. Coming to number eight is their first round draft pick in Dylan Head. Uh, Dylan Head is, I just, again, have done my first year player draft. He is higher than the 25th uh, um, player off the board. If you can find out exactly where he is, join us over at the Patreon site. You can see that. Uh, but he is extremely athletic, 70 grade speed. Currently, there's probably more doubles power than home run pop, but I think once he adds some leverage and just gets stronger, you're going to see some pop come in. At the moment, though, there's some concern about how much he's going to hit. He does chase some pitches out of the strike zone, otherwise known as his expanding the strike zone. But look, he's a young kid uh, that needs a lot of development, but this is what the Padres excel in. So they get these athletic guys, they come in, they've got really good instruction in the lower levels of the minor leagues and and many more times than not these guys blow up and become James Wood and, and maybe once James, once James Wood uh, once he got the double A his hit tools exposed the well, same thing could happen with Dylan Head but then you've got this guy that's going to be flying up charts because of of the upside and that's when you can actually move him if you're afraid, if you watch enough of his at-bats and just afraid that he's going to expand the strike zone. If you don't want to do that, obviously you can follow me. I will tell you exactly what's going on with Dylan Head because that is my job to do that. And as opposed to some other people out there, I will tell you exactly what I think, not just uh, trying to make everybody sound great. And not everybody turns out to be great. <laughs> and and we're I'm trying to help people with their fantasy leagues and... So I'm trying to be as real and honest as I can. Um, and I, that's why I also tell you when I own somebody so that there's I'm also just not pimping them up just uh, because I I'm hoping that he's going to do well for my own benefit or uh, the people in my leagues are listening to him and saying, oh, gee, Wilson really likes this guy. It's none of that nonsense. It's literally I'm trying to give you the honest opinion of that. But I do like Dylan Head and I've moved him higher than the 25th. Um, player off the board in my first year player drafts coming to number nine is Jacob Marcy which Tim is really high on I think he drafted him in a in a as one of his reserve positions you know that, that might be aggressive 
Um, Marcy, he played extremely well at the Fall League, stole a ton of bases. Yeah, there's 65, 70 great speed. He's going to see a lot of bases. He's never shown a ton of power. He did in 2020, not a ton. He showed a lot more power in 2023. The swing, when I saw him, looked a lot flatter. So, you know, I, I'm not sure how much power he's ultimately going to have, particularly if he's going to play in San Diego. It could be more to five to eight home run pop as opposed to maybe 15 home run pop. I will say there's opportunities out. Tim is right. There's definitely opportunities out there for him to play um, in San Diego. And look, he's a baseball rat, a guy that plays really hard, kind of that Brett Gardner uh, kind of profile, and I use the Brett Gardner profile as a guy that has a tendency to get a lot more out of his tools than a norm, you know, than, a, than somebody who doesn't have that level of want. Brett Gardner a, was a great baseball player, but if you take a look at his ultimate skills, he was probably should never have been the kind of player that he became. But because of the want and desire and how hard he played, he exceeded the scouting expectations. I think you could see the same thing with Jacob Marcy. So I think Tim is on to something. I think there's definitely an opportunity. I think there's an opportunity for him to play this season. But I would expect speed, maybe not the greatest batting average, a guy that can really done it, run it down in the outfield. Um, but I would question how much power he's going to have. So just know that profile and know kind of getting into that. And the last guy for uh, the public broadcast will be Homer Bush Jr. Yes, he is Homer Bush Sr.'s son. And uh, look, he was a fourth-round pick. I moved him up. This is a fantasy kind of darling, if you will. Uh, it's a plus runner, field to hit, another guy that needs to get stronger. And this is just the kind of guy that gets into the Padres organization and excels. So that's why I've moved him up. Look, I'm not suggesting you take him in the second round of a first-year player draft, but at pick 128, he's probably not draftable in most leagues. I'm saying in the middle rounds, you might want to pop him because I think there could be something there. Look, he does need to get stronger. I mean, if it's if it's two or three home runs uh, sitting in high A and double A, which are hitters' parks for the Padres, then maybe we dial it back and there is, you know, kind of a fourth outfielder risk in there. But for now, I kind of like what, what he did and what the tools and the organization he's moved into suggest. Take our final break, get back, and I'll run through the top 10 very quickly. Number one, you got Ethan Salas. Love Ethan Salas. The story is well known, just as flying through the minor league system. Um, why he's flying through the minor league system, I'm not exactly sure, but that's that's what's happening. I, I, I don't quite get it. Uh, to me, it feels and smells like sell high on him. And I don't think it has anything to do with the talent. I think the talent is there. I just think he's going to... He's going to hit a speed bump, and when he hits a speed bump, his value could drop substantially, and I kind of want to be out of it at that particular point. Just my thought, I could be dead wrong. I still like the player long-term. I did rank him, what did I say, 24th? Yeah, 24th, so I do like him a lot. But if you're asking me, 
It's not a crazy thing to sell high on him. Jackson Merrill, M-E-R-R-I-L-L, high floor player, a little bit more pop than I thought, could be a 15-15 kind of guy going forward. And you could see him this year in San Diego. He could even break camp. Seems to be uh, pushing hard for that, and there's definitely opportunities in the outfield. Sam Savala, I don't think we see him this year. He's more 2026, but he is one of the more exciting players in the system. Um, you know, the speed and power, particularly early in his career, I think as he fills out and gets stronger, you're going to see potentially 25 home run pop and a handful of stolen bases. But early on, it could be more of a 15-15 type of player. Uh, did hit a bit of a buzzsaw when he got the high A, but it was small sample size. Dylan Lesko is my top pitching prospect. Really high-end arm, exciting stuff. Coming back from Tommy John surgery, still doesn't have his control there. Robbie Snelling is the left-handed pitcher, who is somebody I think we will see this year, the second half. And a guy that uh, might out-pitch his stuff just because he's got great control and the ability to really... Um, pound the strike zone, and I think that's what you want. Hario Iriata, I-R-I-A-R-T-E, right-handed pitcher, also electric stuff, doesn't always throw strikes, might eventually have to move to the bullpen, but man, this is a guy that should be on in all dynasty leagues at this point, already up to double A, and we could see him in 2024. Again, I when we're talking, doing this last season, I was saying, well, this guy will get traded, this guy will get traded, this guy will get traded. I don't see that anymore. I mean, the, the Padres have got some financial concerns, and they are no longer trading guys to try to find you know, the, the next great star. I think you're going to see a lot of these players up. So that's why I think it's a completely different model here this year. Graham Pauly, Graham as in the Graham Cracker, Pauly, P-A-U-L-E-Y, kid I like a lot. A field of hit showing speed and power. I don't know if we see him this year. We might. Can he go to the outfield? I think he's going to be more of a second baseman, so he's a little blocked in the organization, but he did go 23-22 last season. Dylan Head, also a guy very athletic, was the 25th overall pick in 2023. He's got to get stronger, but there's a lot to like. Expands the strike zone a little bit too much, but this is a guy that's just raw that I believe the the Padres are going to be able to develop. So I'm pretty bullish on him going into first-year player drafts. Jacob Marcy, that's J-A-K-O-B, Marcy, M-A-R-S-E-E, blew up at the fall league. I think he led the league in stolen bases or very close to it. He's got 70-grade speed. I don't know. I, I, I thought his power is more modest. It's probably 40-grade power. I know he showed a little bit more power last year, but the swing I saw, the exit velocity I was seeing, I think it's it's more of a, a single-digit home run guy. So there's definitely some fourth outfielder risk uh, going on with Marcy, but I think it's an opportunity for him to play in San Diego this year, and he could be a big stolen base guy with a field to hit. And then there's Homer Bush Jr., a bit of a statement here. It's a deep, pretty deep system, and I like Homer Bush Jr. I love the bloodlines, very athletic, plus runner. He needs to get stronger. And another guy, in most other systems, he wouldn't be 10, but he is 10 for the San Diego Padres because I think they develop him. And uh, I would be not, I'd be targeting him middle of the uh, middle rounds in a first-year player draft. Really like Homer Bush Jr. this season. 
That's it. The rest uh, for the Patreon subscribers, hang on. And if you'd like to join us again, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash forward slash prospect 361. Until next time, guys, be well. Patreon subscribers, hang on. Yeah.